and Wilfer will call And evening is night I hurry to my blue heaven You turn to the right You find a little bright light That leads you to my blue heaven You find a cozy place By your place What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. This week, we've got another special treat for you guys because we are bringing back that oldie but a goodie that you see weekly on The Booch Cast, or I guess I should say here, but you know what the fuck I'm talking about. We got our classic pay-per-view review this week, and of course, joining me for the classic pay-per-view review is the one and only, the wrestling manager who works up and down on the East Coast. Uh, he's got a plethora of other gimmicks, and last time we spoke to him, at least uh, in a live capacity that wasn't pre-taped, uh, he talked about becoming a pirate. So, um, it's some interesting shit going on. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Boochcast, the one, the only, Gator Ricky Ross. Better go. Turn it. Turn to the left. Turn to the left. Now bust it open. Now bust it open. Hang on. We're doing. I'm Gator, the photographer today. We're doing a. Uh, we're doing a photo shoot. Better go. Open. Spread your legs. Invite them in. What the fuck? Invite them in. We're doing. We're taking pictures on the back of my Bronco. Why are you taking pictures on the back of your Bronco? For our upcoming calculator. You know, twelve months to the year, and we're gonna put it on the calculator, and all the pictures. Every picture on the calculator is gonna be a different. Betty Joe picture, except for February, because for some reason the cold makes my nipples hard. Okay, um, wait, you're, so you're you're taking twelve different pictures of Betty Joe? That I'm pretty sure that's not how the, how a calculator works. Right, exactly. I'm for the calculator. Open your legs and watch your man. Hey, look, look. Open. Welcome to my world. Close. Now, welcome to my world. Okay. This is how you do. Well, my other model that I had was wasn't doing very good. Uh, Big Linda from down the street that lives in the next trailer over. 
over. Okay. Yeah, she used to live two trailer lengths over, but now she lives one trailer length over because the parking brake fucked up and it moved. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Big Linda lives. She was gonna be my my model, but uh, she kept wanting me to pet her hamster, and I didn't want to because that thing bite. She has, so she has a pet hamster. Really hairy. His name is Fernando. Fernando. Yeah. That's a weird name yeah. for a hamster. Kind of looks like a beaver, honestly. But anyway. Oh God. I hope it's not an angry beaver. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to mess with it because it likes to bite. Anyway. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyway. So Gator taking time away from his uh, photo shoots. Uh, join us this week because we got a very uh, special uh, event we're doing today, and that's of course our classic pay-per-view reviews. And what we do is uh, Gator and I we analyze classic uh, pay-per-views from yesteryear from the worlds of WCW, WWE, and ECW, and we do it from the perspective of not only two people who are fans of pro wrestling, but also from the perspective of two people who work in the business. Gator is, of course, a wrestler, a manager. He has popped the popcorn. He's done announcing. He's been a referee. He teaches at a wrestling school. He's pretty much got the industry covered any way you can cover it, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, myself, um, you know, I've been an uh, announcer. I've been a ring announcer, a commentator. Um, I've chauffeured wrestlers to and from the building. I've done the street team shit. I've also um, been a ma- also a manager for Buff Bagwell, uh, both in and out of the ring. You know, I've got my own uh, Vincenzo the Butler gimmick, uh, you know, that we're working on and uh, trying to polish it up for when it's uh, eventually becoming a regular thing. And so we take that industry knowledge and put them into these pay-per-views. And this week... We're doing something we haven't done in a long time, folks. We are entering the land of extreme. Because uh, Mr. Boudreaux doesn't like <laughs> Oh, Gator. That's beside the point. The, ladies and gentlemen, we're choosing for this week ECW Hardcore Heaven 1999. And for some reason, Gator's not happy about doing ECW shows. He doesn't. It's a mud show from hell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Gator. Gator's not a fan of the extreme, which is kind of weird. No, I'm not. Which is kind of weird considering uh, the photo shoots that he's doing. Um, Those are not extreme. They're tasteful. Yeah. Gator's not an extreme person. He he really likes it missionary. Fuck um, you. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, so we go into... Fuck you, that rat the other night didn't like it, missionary. All three of them. (laughs) So it's Hardcore Heaven 99. This is the fifth Hardcore Heaven pay-per-view and the second to be broadcast on pay-per-view. The event took place on May 16, 1999 at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York. And that's the first time I think I've ever pronounced that right. And, of course, they had, uh, it was, there was 2,800 people in attendance, which I think is the lowest number I've given for an attendance in a long time, but still a good number. Um, yes. <laughs> and, of course, uh, we kick things off. Now, the interesting thing about ECW is when, East, when an ECW pay-per-view starts, it don't start right away. No. Of course, we have to say we have a moment in the ring where the show is being introduced to us by the one and only Joey Styles. Who is the, uh, yes. the 45 vo- minutes later <laughs> We get to our first fucking match uh, Yeah So of course uh, Joey Styles welcomes everyone to the show And uh, Chris Candido comes out with uh, Tammy Sitch Who uh, all the WWE fans know her as Sunny, But outside of WWE She was known as Tammy Sitch And Sunny, of course looks hot as always And well, yeah. Chris 
gets in the ring and proceeds to cut a terrible promo. Which we later find out uh, after uh, Googling, he was fucked up. Yeah. Apparently the guy who's known as No Gimmicks Needed took some gimmicks before the show. Yes, yes. He chased, he chased Stevens this show. Yes. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, that's something we call ironical. So. You know what I just realized? Yes, I'm wearing an ECW t-shirt. Really? <laughs> yeah, not like no joke. Cool. Just says ECW on it, nothing special? Hey, look. I can't look at it, Gator. Why you can't look? Because you're not on camera, genius. I'm requesting the video. Oh my God. Do I, do I, do I really want to see? Oh. Oh my god, he's actually wearing it. Holy shit. Dude, he got a real ECW damn shirt. Hold on, hold on. I am taking a picture. There we go. I got the picture. That is so going up on Instagram. Oh God! That is that is, we we have we now have Instagram for thank you for the promo picture for Instagram. Thank you. So what we got? <laughs> Every once in a while, someone gives you a free T-shirt. Oh yeah, <laughs> ah, yeah, dude. You always take a free T-shirt. That's the rule. Dude, that's why I'm wearing this because it's actually quite comfortable. But anyway, it is. Yes. So of course, uh, he cuts this terrible promo, god awful promo, uh, and then of course he brings out the Dudley Boys, who are now officially his bodyguards. Now, as the Dudley boys come out, multiple things happen. First, the crowd proceeds to chant, she's a crack whore. One of my favorite ECW chants ever, by the way. Which is inaccurate. She's a Soma whore. (laughs) Yes, but I don't think they knew that. I think they just went with crack because... It sounds better. Yes, she's a crack whore. And then, of course, Tammy's giving a hug to the Dudley boys and starts dancing with Jewel Gertner, which is... An image that none of us can get out of our hands. No. And then Jewel does this thing, and I've never understood this. What is it when he gets, what is this thing that Jewel does when he gets happy? He starts flapping his arms like a chicken. What the fuck is that? What, what is that? I never thought about that, but yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't get it. It's weird. So anyway, uh, in the midst of all this, oh my God. Taz comes out. By the way, this is all a straight shoot. Yeah. <laughs> So Taz starts coming out, and of course the little boys are daring him to come at him, which Taz does because he don't back down from anybody. He then ducks a clothesline, takes out both Dudleys, gets in the ring, and we have our first official match of the evening for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Taz defends the title against Chris Candido with Tammy Lynn Sitch. So yes, we're opening with the main event, uh, the match that we built that we built up to the entire go straight the go home into this all the hardcore tvs we're building up to this and this is what we open with essentially yes this is the first match of the night it was way too fucking short yes it was a minute and 10 seconds it was like 90 seconds yeah it i mean it was they, they they didn't even get the opportunity to work no. It was basically just Taz squashing fucking Chris Candido. Yeah. I mean, well, not entirely. I mean, Candido did hit, did get a power bomb at one point, and then he went for a diving yeah, hit, but he missed. That's all he got. I mean, it's still, it's still something. It ain't much. I'm just saying, most people who get squashed, they're lucky if they even get a drop kick. So he got shot upon. Yes, he got Taz plexed all over the place. Yes, and then he, and then he hit him with the red rum. I mean, Taz mission. Or the Takayashime. The Kata Hajime. There you go. Oh, it's Kata Hajime. Okay. You're supposed to say it, but it's Joey Styles. 
Yeah, but, but it's, it's the Taz mission, basically, for the regulars out there. And then, of course, the Dudleys come back in the ring. They hit the 3D on Taz, and that ends that shit. And then, of course, at some point, um, Cyrus the Virus... <laughs> Who we all know in AEW as Dum Don Callis. Uh, he grabs a headset and asks uh, Joey if he's ready for some intellectual intercourse. And to which Joey replies, I'm not even allowed to talk to the girls in the locker room. I mean, that's because he's a commentator. But if he was one of the boys, I bet he could holler at Sonny. Anyway! <laughs> Dude, you don't have to be one of the boys. You just need a fistful of somas. Not necessarily. You just got to be a 19-year-old from Virginia. But I wouldn't know nothing about that. <laughs> I wouldn't know nothing about that. Yes, yes, Gator knows absolutely nothing about that. But anyway. I know nothing about that. Not at all. So in the midst of all this craziness, the Dudley boys just jumped out of the end of the 3D. Bubba grabs a microphone yes. and says, he goes, we broke up the Eliminators, and now Perry Saturn wears a dress, uh, referencing his his run in WCW at that time where he was wearing a dress. And they Yeah, it was the Jericho run, wasn't it? Yes. He was forced to wear a dress, but then eventually he started embracing the dress even after he won the fight. You know, even after he won the rivalry, he started wearing the dress for a little while longer, which didn't make any fucking sense at all. But then again, during this time, WCW wasn't making any sense at all. <laughs> Shit stain. Because this shit does. Believe it or not, this was making more sense than WCW, believe it or not. So now they say they call anybody that wants to fight them. They're daring anybody to come in that wants a match and we get two gentlemen answer that challenge. So for the ECW World Tag Team titles, the Dudley Boys with Sign Guy Dudley and Joel Gertner defend the titles against Balls Mahoney and Spike Dudley. Oh my God. Did you see this opening fucking spot where they cry, the Dudley fling Spike into the crowd, take me to the crowd surfing gimmick, and they fucking miss and it hits the guardrail and it's just fuck that bump? Oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Fuck that bump. That's not Oh, God. They just really, really just damn near killed him. <laughs> the crowd was chanting, holy shit. The crowd is chanting, fuck you, Bubba. And I mean, he got his heat. God damn. And then, of course, the whole show is completely off format. Welcome to ECW. So let's just be honest. The entire pay-per-view has been on the air for about 20 minutes at this point. We've already had the main event and a tag team match that was the title match. Yes. What the fuck are we going to fill 150 minutes left with? Oh, it gets better. Oh, it's worse than that. It gets better. So it was an, it, this was amateur hour stuff, though. I yeah. mean, it was a parade of botches, little action in the wrestling department, and just a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. I mean, at one point, um, Sign Guy tries to attack, but Joel hit somebody tries to attack, but Joel hits him with like a weak chair shot, and then he does a stupid dance, and then Joel tries to throw fire at him with matches. I mean, and then Balls chugs lighter fluid and lights a lighter and spits a fire at Joel. Yeah, what the fuck was that? That was balls being balls. That's why his teeth are so fucked up today. Or were. Sorry, sorry, not today, but were fucked up. I was about up. to say, Mr. Budge, Mr. Budrelli, he has, he has since went to the big ring in the sky. Yes, I, I realize that. He is up there with the angels now. And the Eliminator. Love you. Yes. Leading up to his death, his teeth were all fucked up. And that was part of the reason why, because of all this lighter fluid stuff that he was doing. The Dudleys then hit balls with a 3D. They get the win, and then they do their commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not fuck with the Dudley boys. And then, after they say that, the opening promo airs. Here we go. Now we get the intro. That's when we get the whole... Dun, 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 
Extreme Championship and then all the crazy ECWs, and then this is extreme. So that was it. That would be like watching the final episode of Friends, watching Ross and Rachel get back together, and then, so no one told your life was gonna be this way. You give us the moneymaker, then there's that, and then we gotta listen to all the other shit in the rest you of know, that episode. You, you know, if we were not analyzing this, you could have cut the fucking pay-per-view off here. You could have, yeah. Let's, let's, let's clarify this for the fans right now, Gator. For you, we did this for you. We would have shut it off right here. We continued watching for you. So this tag team title match, hold on, this was 7 minutes and 48 seconds, by the way. Of our life, we can't get back. Oh, this gets more of a goddamn ridiculous, because ladies and gentlemen, now the promo has aired. The opening promo to officially start the show has opened. And the next match of the evening, I shit you not. Here we go. Super crazy goes one-on-one against Taka Michinuku. I fucking love this. <laughs> okay. I enjoyed it. I mean, and now to me, this should have been the opener. It would have been a solid opener. Yes, I agree. Now, if it had been allowed to be the opener like it was supposed to be all along, it would have been great. Yeah. Now, I like the ending of, I like the ending of Super Crazy hitting the extra power bomb just to punish Taka for embarrassing him in that tag match. Yeah, exactly. And all the spots look good. It told a good story. Story. Taka's leg injury actually played into him, you know, ca- you know, getting having the match costed for him. I agree. So it worked. It worked out. This is thumb, this is thumbs up. You know, you, you give this a good three stars. I mean, it ain't bad. Yeah. And the thing is, Taka actually. This is when Taka left WWE and he came to ECW. Mm-hmm. At this point, he had pretty much left the WWE. The Kai and Tai thing had run its course, so there was no reason for him to stay. And it actually, had proper psychology, which for ECW is hard to find. Oh God, it's so hard to find this had psychology mr Pedrilli. say with me children psychology you know i think this is the first time we ever nailed it at the same time we did I, well you finally figured out my cadence but yes anyway. <laughs> yeah so of course uh super crazy at one point hits three moon salts one on each turnbuckle like what well, I- that was fucking nuts. Yeah, like bottom turnbuckle moonsault, middle turnbuckle moonsault, top turnbuckle moonsault. Um, and he hit like the crazy special as he went over the guardrail. He hits the super crazy moonsaults, what they call the crazy special. He goes over the rope and lands on Taka in the crowd. This was okay. Let's be honest, though. Let's be honest, though. This match was so 90s that, that any more 90s than there would have been a Limp Biscuit song is somebody's fucking entrance music. Oh, God. That would have made my night. Now, of course. This this this, this fucking match match was, was early 90s cruiserweight action. Yes. And it was great. Yes. And, by the way, just so we're clear, early 90s cruiserweight action is a good thing, by the way. Yes, we're not saying that to be disrespectful because we both love Eddie Guerrero and uh, Rey Mysterio. Yes. We'll be talking. We'll be talking more about them in uh, future WCW pay per view reviews. Uh, so we yes, got Halloween Havoc 1998. We're looking at you. Yep, and we're also got a, and also uh, World War 397. We're looking at you too. Oh, that was a good match. Just saying. Yeah, and I'm definitely looking at you because that's because that at the time that we're li- at, we're recording this, that's the pay per view I'm currently in the middle of re- of uh, note taking on right now. So yay, yay, I'm at that one right now. So anyway, super crazy got the win. Hell of a great match. And then we move on. For the next match of the 
evening here, ladies and gentlemen. Another singles match. We got Yoshiro Tajiri. And yes, it's that Tajiri. Uh, Yoshihiro. Yeah. I, I just prefer to just say Tajiri because I like Tajiri. Uh, then just say Tajiri. Versus Little Guido with Big Sally Graziano. Okay. All right. <laughs> Oh boy, how do I? This was a darn good match. Both men selling well, did some nice stuff. A clean win for Chajeri, so you could hopefully see him gain some traction from. I mean, an event being by this time next year, so it, it looks good for him. It looks very good for him. Yes, uh, and of course, um, there were other moments in the match, like the crowd chanting, "You fat fuck at Big Sal." Oh my God, that was cool. That was great. Um, see, see, I'm not against. I'm not against. You know, the First Amendment right of the people to say whatever the fuck they want to say. Yeah, it's just it just give me a product that doesn't suck. Exactly, and, um, and don't give me two years away matches back to back. But whatever. Yeah, I also love the basic amateur wrestling between Tajiri and Guido at the beginning. I like that. I'm like, okay, it's getting a little good here, and then eventually Tajiri gets on top, starts slapping him around, and locks in a chokehold. That was kind of good. Um, and and then of course. Guido starts slapping him like a girl, but then he stomps him like a man, which I thought was kind of odd with, with little Guido. Like, like, dude, pick, yeah, exactly. a, pick a gender. Uh, and then it's like Guido distracts the ref so Sal can slam him. And I don't know why. It's not like the ref would have done anything anyway. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is this is ECW. Since when does the ref give a shit? Uh, when they need to call for a disqualification, which happens a lot in some of these fucking teeth. I know. I just, I, it's just weird. Like ECW and disqualifications, I never see them go together. And then, of course, in the end, Tajiri hits the brain buster for the win. Overall, another good match. Yeah, it was something. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it was something more cruiserweight action, children. Yep. I mean, these this is what we're seeing here, ladies and gentlemen. So some of these some like some of the actual wrestling is coming from the undercard talent. That's what I think is weird. Yeah. You know, and you know why, ladies and gentlemen? You wanna know why? Because they also went elsewhere. Yes, exactly. They were able to get proper training. And then we move on. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, the, the super crazy taco match was eight minutes and twenty eight seconds. This Tajiri Little Guido match is eleven minutes and six seconds. Way more than the world title. Yes, th- yes, way more than the world title match. Then we move on to the next match of the evening. We've got Lance Storm with Don Marie versus Tommy Dreamer with Francine. Lance Storm actually fucking won this thing. <laughs> Okay. I mean, because we've been watching a lot of these ECW pay-per-views, and you see the team of Lance Storm and Just Incredible all the damn time, and they never win anything. So it's like, it's like, holy shit, finally they won. I mean, it was great. Now, this was this was a fun, garbagey brawl. That was the best way I could put it, put it into perspective. Had some neat counters, some impressive bumps. And here's the thing. People complained at the time that there was not a better technically skilled wrestler than Lance Storm, right? Right? Yes. And they said that he was slumming it in the hardcore matches. Yeah. But that's the whole point of this match, isn't it not? Yeah. Storm comes into Dreamer's world and beats him up at his own game, which in turn gave him a rub. Exactly. And made him look like a heel. I mean, it's a logical story, people. Hello. It is. And here's the other thing. It shows another side to Lance Storm. Because once you've already established that you're a great technician, once that's already a reputation that you have, you can now bring other things into your repertoire to make you a better, well-rounded performer. So you're not pigeonholed into just one thing. This showed another side of 
Lance Storm. So now he can bring those fans in that think he's that might think he's a pussy for not going hardcore. Well, it's like I just did, motherfucker. What you got? And yeah. And of course, this is still not without craziness. For example, apparently during this time, this is a different Don Marie than what most WWE fans might be familiar with. For example, in WWE, personal bitch. For example, in WWE, you know the biggest differences between ECW Don Marie and WWE Don Marie. WWE Don Marie had a brain. This one is a is a bitch. Oh yeah, and she calls herself Tammy Lynn Bitch. And at first, I thought someone fucked up the title in post production. I'm like, they didn't spell bitch right. Then I realized B Y T C H. Yeah, it's B Y T C H. I'm like, did somebody fuck that up? But then I found out later, no, it's making fun of bitch. Okay, that now I get it. Well, it's basically that's what it is because later in later shows, she becomes Don Marie, his own personal bitch. B Y T C H. Okay, and then of course Don Marie forgets her panties, so Lance Storm gives them E-C-W. to her. To pu- and Lance Storm gives them to her to put on before they walk to the ring. ECW, EC. Oh, it gets better. She's hardcore. She's hardcore. She's also insane because apparently she got surgery to look like Beulah, which is Tommy's ex-girlfriend. Well, okay. First off, they're married now. Wait, Tommy's actually married to Beulah in real life? Yes. Uh, for a shoot, Tommy married Beulah. Um, wow. For a, for a shoot, Tommy married Beulah, had two beautiful little baby girls. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, why would you want to look like Beulah? She looks like somebody hit her in the face with a bag full of quarters anyway. Yeah. I mean, and I say that lovingly because I love Tommy Dreamer. He's probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, but. Oh, I'm sure he is. He is. He is a very nice gentleman. He's a very nice gentleman. But his wife looks like somebody set her face on fire and then used steel cleats to stomp it out. Ah, not the steel cleats. The steel cleats, Mr. Booger. ECW! (laughs) That's extreme. That's hardcore. So, yeah. So then, of course, Tommy Lance starts fighting. Francine makes her way to the ring. And I will say this about Francine. She's a very good valet. I love Francine. Yeah. She always gets the crowd. Have you ever met Francine? Have you ever met Francine? I never met her in person. No. I've never met her. She but is fucking hilarious. She's hilarious? Oh, my God. I love her. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I just know the way she gets to try to get the crowd psyched up and get them behind Tommy Dreamer. Like, she's just very good at her job. Yeah. Yes, she is, Mr. Budrelli. That she is. That's the proper use of a woman in wrestling. Anyway. And, of course, uh, since Gator has such an obsession with blood, he was happy. I'm sure he was happy when Tommy donned the, the proverbial crimson mask. Two things. Two things. I don't have a, such an obsession with blood. But if you're going to have a Hell in the Cell match, show me hell. Anyway. Yeah. And then, of course, Tommy takes a sip of someone's beer then slaps Lance in the face with it. Cody, your father would be disappointed. And some of the beer gets on the camera. Okay, I'm not mad at that, are you? No. But here's the always the thing I always thought was weird. If you're the fan in the audience, right? As much as that beer costs, it, this is the '90s. Still, I'm like, do you really want a wrestler taking your beer, taking a slit, smacking somebody in the face with it? It's like now you have no beer. Okay, children, say it with Uncle Gator. Marks. I'm just like, and then plus, here's another thing you need to think about. Do you know how much that beer costs? Again, Mr. Budrelli, Mr. Budrelli, it's not now when when Uncle Joe decided to inflate every fucking thing. When a six-pack of fucking beer costs you $13. Well, what I'm saying is this. Um, for future reference, if you're going to go to a show like that, at least 
least buy two beers. That way, when they take one, you can still drink the other. Or you can just drink it and spill. It'd be fine. This is the 90s. This was before the Chinaman decided he was going to try to kill us all. Anyway, <laughs> you know, before that monkey got loose. Yes, the- yes, 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 yes. And then, um, and then of course, um, what was really funny was uh, Joey, of course, you know, event, you know, of course, uh, let me see. Yeah, Tom, I, no, it was Lance Storm got the win with a spin kick. But what I thought was interesting was at one point, Tommy hits this move called the Spicoli Driver. Oh, God. He hits it off the top rope through the table, which I thought was fucking great. It was good. It was cool. And Joey says at one point, and I laughed my ass off when I heard this, the Spicoli Driver will probably be stolen by someone in WWE at some point. And? Someone did eventually use the Spicoli Driver, and that gentleman's name, John Cena. Mm-hmm. That's why I laughed at that. Like, it was used by someone in WWE at some point, and lo and behold, I believe it was 2003 or four that John Cena ended up using the Spicoli driver. Apparently, Joey Styles can predict the future. It's just Louis Spicoli, you know. He didn't do nothing but uh, mix Soma and wine. <laughs> that and was my skull. Say what? That was my skull. <laughs> why is my heart beating fast, Jack? <laughs> That's called paranoia, Bubba. Jack, why well, I feel like I'm going to die? That's called uncut, Bubba. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Was, I don't know the rest of the no, gimmick. No, no. It's, it's like, Jack, what's going on? That's called paranoia, Bubba. Jack, why's my heart beating so fast? That's called uncut, Bubba. Jack, what's happened to me? That's called you about to die, Bubba. Yes, just like Louie Spicoli did. Yay. Yes, there was no accountability. Anyway. The only one in ECW that ever died. Because there was no accountability. Nope, there wasn't. So you heard me. Yes, I am. Heard you. So Lance Storm gets the win. We move on, ladies and gentlemen, to the next match of the evening for the ECW World Television Championship. Rob Van Dam with Bill Alfonso defends the title against Jerry Lynn. This is a no time limit now. Yes, no time limit. Yes, no time limit. Now this match, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. But it did have some terrifying fucking spots and botches. Okay. Do you not disagree? I agree with you completely. There were some bumps and some things that made me go, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there was a fuck that bump moment. There was quite a bit of things in here that would make you go, oh, shit. The cradle pal driver, like, god damn. Oh, God. That was painful as fuck. He protects it. He protects it him when he does it but thank god yeah this was fucking great these two guys deliver every time they're in the ring together yes they're, they're actually my favorite rivalry in ecw if i have to pick one. Oh yeah absolutely uh, for me, it was it was entertaining because, of course, the crowd is into it. You know, they're chanting whole fucking show and fuck them up, Jerry, fuck them up. Like they were really getting into this. And... Oh, this was this was just I mean, damn, like the split legged moonsaw, the fucking leg drop to the damn barricade. You see that spot? Yeah. God damn. Man, Daminator, which looked really fucking stiff. And then, yeah. And then fighting on the top turnbuckle and then RVD tosses Jerry over his head to the floor through the timekeeper's table. That was the fuck that bump because if you look real closely, I think he hit his head on the ring apron. He probably did when he hit that. that you're talking about the bump to the floor? Yeah, to the timekeeper's table. Yeah, holy shit. That was the fuck that bump. Fuck that bump. Now, why wasn't this the main event? Um, Because it was for the television title. It, it still would have worked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, if you're going to put your world title and your tag title match at the beginning of the show, might as well close it with the world television title. Well, you'll see why it wasn't the main event here in a little bit, children. Oh, yes. But let us, let, let us get to this high right now Yes. before we get the next match, which is a low. Oh, yeah. Well, well of course, as we mentioned before, Rob Van Dam, Jerry Lynn brought the fight to each other. Painful shit, crazy shit. In the end, uh, RVD has the Van Dam. the fucking after, house down. Yes. After Bill brings in the chair, Jerry took it. And then a second five star frog splash for the win. It took two five star frog splashes for the win. Right. And but that cradle power driver still looked fucking great. Oh, yeah. And there were tables galore. So in the end, Rob Van Dam successfully retains the title. We move on to the next match of the evening. Oh, by the way, this TV title match was 26 minutes and 57 seconds. Yes. Longest match of the night, by the way. And probably the match of the night, let's be honest. Yes. And then the next match of the evening, we've got Sid Vicious with Judge Jeff Jones versus Just Incredible with Jason and Jazz. Jason, the sexiest man alert on on Earth. Oh, yeah. Jason Knight. No, that's his... That's his gimmick. He's the sexiest man in, in, on earth. <laughs> yes, I, I know. Yes, yes. What the fuck was this? A DQ in ECW? No contest. I didn't think that was possible. It was a DQ. I guess you didn't watch it. No, anyway, no, I watched it. it. It was said, yeah, it was. It was. They said they ruled it a no contest. Yes, it was a fucking. It was terrible. This yeah. was fucking stupid. But apparently, I mean, now originally, I'm oh, sorry, you were gonna say something? No, go ahead. No, apparently Shane Douglas was supposed to wrestle just incredible that was the original match but he never showed right. up to the pay-per-view and i think that's because around this time was when he went to wcw i know right he eventually went there to form the radicals uh justin right so justin cuts an incredibly shitty promo uh, which is normal judge jeff jones comes out and says he will be executed by the man and sid justice <laughs> returns to ecw and justin is scared as fuck and that's which, when which... I don't know if I'd be scared of somebody that plays that that's a shitty softball player. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know. He's, you know, he's remember Gator. He's only half the man that we are and he has half the brain that we do. So as this match, I just, I just saw, I just saw, um, by the way, when we get to, when we get to, um, fuck in your house, buried alive, y'all wait for that promo. Oh, is that? Oh God. Do I want to know? He, he was, he fucking bobbled it all. Yeah. I'm going to wrestle you. You're going to wrestle me. And yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that. So um, he bumbled his words yeah. so bad. But in this, Sid didn't have to talk. All he had to do was beat the shit out of out of uh, just incredible. Even though Lance tried to interfere, and then uh, he got choke slammed. Uh, Justin throw goes for powerbomb. Justin throws powder in his face. Just you know, the whole fight breaks out. Eventually, Sabu comes out and attacks everyone, <laughs> and then he puts a member of the Athletics Commission through a table because he was banned by them. Yes. And then and then he's so pissed off at everybody he just power bombs Jeff Jones. Correct. And the match ends in a no contest. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was two minutes and one second. Of our lives we can't get back. Exactly. So do you have anything to add about this match? Are you ready to move on to the main event? God damn this was shit. Okay. So, on that note, we're going to move on to the main event of the evening. Apparently, we now have a Falls Count Anywhere match for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Taz defends the title against Bubba Ray Dudley with Sign Guy Dudley. Okay, that stipulation means nothing in ECW. Can we just be honest? It means nothing. If there's no rules, then your stipulations make no fucking sense. 
This match would have been fine as a main event on one of their television shows, but not at a fucking pay-per-view. This is not a pay-per-view caliber match. Bubba eventually does get, you know, the TNA. You know, think about it. He does get the TNA spot later at the main event run. But God damn, this was not. No, no. <laughs> I mean, this is how sad this match was. Um, at one point, Taz's cousin Chris Chetty was getting beat up by the Dudleys. Devon punches him and hurts his hand. So Bubba Ray says, "You son of a bitch! You broke my brother's hand!" and beats his ass. Okay, let's remember something here. We're talking about the matches. We didn't talk about all the bullshit other segments that are surrounded in this entire clusterfuck of a pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm only talking about the ones that later bled into a match. And right, right, right. But I'm just saying those those alone make it hard to be invested. Yes. Like, Bubba walks out with both belts, which I thought was stupid. Why is he walking out with both tag team belts? We, we get it. You're one half of the tag team champions, stupid. And then Bubba Ray during this time was not someone you thought would be a world champion, even though it eventually happened in TNA. You know, eventually in TNA, he became worthy. Taz then brings the fight early, hits a fireman's carry on a Tazplex. He then makes the match a false count anywhere. Technically, he was referring to it as FTW rules. And the rules are yeah. there ain't no rules. Rules are there ain't no rules. Fuck the world. Yes. And then at one point... Taz throws Bubba onto the timekeeper's table, and it doesn't break. Side note, that fucking shot with the damn FTW sprayed stop sign. Yeah. Goddamn, that was stiff. Yeah. Fuck that shit. How do you how do you get a guy as fat as Bubba was at that time and not go through the table? table. That is sad. And then and then of course Bubba tries to do the bionic elbow like Dusty. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was the whole thing with the table in the ring. Yeah. And they stack they stack them up and oh my god. But even before that, here's what I thought was really funny. They have a fight by the concession stands in the lobby. Yes, over on the concourse. At no, no, how is it you have a fight at the concession stand and none of the food gets touched? Mr. Boudreaux, you explain that one to me. Ready, children? One, two, three. Psychology. No one thought about that. I would, I would have grabbed the mustard. That was, yeah, that was, that was stupid. All right, how stupid. That was very stupid. Like, no, what's the point in going by the concession stand if you're not going to grab the mustard or the ketchup or the fountain drink thing and whatever? Like, a hot dog? Yeah. Trying to anally protrude somebody with a hot dog? Yeah. I'm just saying it's ECW, it does happen. Yeah. Look, he's got a wiener in his mouth. Like something. Yeah, DCW. They can get away with that. They can get away with this shit. And of course, you know, then eventually they all beat down on Taz, Dudley's and all. And then, of course, you mentioned before, he sets up two tables. Taz's on his knees screaming, hit me, motherfucker. Yes. Then he started, then Bubba started hitting him and he started Brooklyning up. Yes. He's Brooklyning up, brother. He's Brooklyning up. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, um, the crowd chants, you fat fuck. At Bubba. Yes, as they go for the 3D, uh, but Taz reverses into a DDT at the T-Bone Tazplex on Bubba through the other table, and Bubba kicks out. Okay, uh, here's my question, and get I want your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. T-Bone Tazplex through a table. Shouldn't that be the finish? You would think, Mr. Bugirelli, but you know what, children? Here it is again. It's coming back around. Yeah. Bye. Bye. 
Scientology. Scientology, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you would think, oh, I put Bubba through a table after all this shit No, we have to counter a Samoan drop and lock in the Taz mission and get the tap out victory. The Katahajame, the red rum. Yes. That's what that's what Hook calls it now. Yes, and this match, ladies and gentlemen, lasted 12 minutes and 17 seconds. Yes, yes. Taz is Taz's kid that doesn't look like Taz's kid. Anyway. He doesn't look like Taz's kid. I don't know if there was a different dad or if his mom is really white or if he was just adopted or whatever the fuck. That don't look like he might have been adopted. I mean, it happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying anything wrong. It happens. Dominic Dominic Mysterio was was adopted, you know, because Eddie was his poppy. Yes. I'm still waiting for that, by the way. What? That Dominic heel turn where he becomes a Guerrero. I'm waiting for that I, shit. I think we I think we need it. We need it. We need him to we need him to go. I'm gonna I am now part, taking on my 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 birth name. And then he becomes Dominic Guerrero. Yes, and he claims his birthright. And his birth father. Yes, but he ha- well he can't claim his birth father. He did. Yes, but he can blame he can blame it on Ray. Yeah, do something like that. He'll he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. But yeah, so blame it on Ray. This is um yeah. So this was basically the overall uh pay per view here. Um, it got a seven point five out of ten stars. Yeah, it was rated a good seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, still a clusterfuck. Yes. I'm sorry. This was a clusterfuck. Oh yeah, this three clusterfuck Gator Ricky Rock clusterfuck scale. Yes. Definitely a clusterfuck, and not only that, but uh, some of these matches were surprisingly good. Some of them were. Some of them were just fucking garbage. Yes. Unfortunately, that was what we had to deal with. But it's ECW, so 90% of it's garbage anyway. Absolutely. And uh... Jack, I can't feel my leg. You ain't going to need them. I'm sweet. Don't worry. That's gonna come up. That's gonna come up one day. That one's definitely coming up. But anyway, that, that was up. an XW pay per view. Hold on. Yeah. Uh huh. That was an XPW pay per view. Well, no. Well, yeah. That, yeah. The rematch, but the first match was on an ECW pay per view. Oh, was it? Yeah. The one where when when Vic Grimes got when Vic Grimes injured New Jack. Oh, before Bombs Away. Before Bombs Away, because Bombs Away was revenge for that. Oh, the receipt. Yeah. XPW was the receipt. ECW was the beginning. Oh, children! I can't wait till. Bombs away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. We're not the only, yeah, we're not going to review that until we get, we finally get the dark side of the ring video. Anyway, that ladies and gentlemen will conclude this review of ECW hardcore heaven 99 Gator as always. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Yes. Yes. By the way, uh, make sure you check us out on Spotify, anchor, Google podcast. Um, hold on. Wait a minute. I'm trying to remember the rest. What was the rest? It's anchor, Spotify, breaker, Google podcast, iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Okay, you want to do the rest of it? Oh, this has been... Oh, by the way... Hold on, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. By the way, if you would like to support us, you can go to the Patreon. No, no. No? What am I missing? May I? Go ahead. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow the Boozcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boozcast. We have archived episodes of the show. 
show as well as great content. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boozecast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Check out Gator Ricky Ross's ECW t-shirt. Uh, also, be sure to check out our you. yes, be sure to check out our YouTube channel with all of our exclusive video content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash the Boochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. And of course The next one is coming up in in uh in 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 July. Yes, that is true. Uh, we got uh, our next one's going to be uh, Saturday, July the 30th for WWE SummerSlam. That's right. Check us out for the biggest party of the summer. So make sure you guys are joining us for that. Check it out. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, and of course, we have our D&D show coming out, our Boochcast booking battle, and a special treat that's going to be coming out to you guys very soon. Not to be confused with a special treat that we provide during the watch parties. There's a different special treat that will be featured on the Twitch channel. And once all the kinks are worked out, we will begin the public reveal. And then, of course, uh, you guys can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become, become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We got three levels you can donate at. The first level is for 99 cents per month. This is for people who want to help out the show but don't have a lot of money to spend. We know you guys are hardworking men and women out there. We would never ask you guys to break the bank or sacrifice a payment or feel pressured or guilt-tripped or obligated to have to give us money. If you don't got money to spend we understand that completely if all you can do is listen to the show and spread the link to everyone you know you're still helping us out and we greatly appreciate it but if you would still like to help us out anyway the 99 cents level is for you why is that it's only 99 cents you're not going to miss it but every little bit helps us keep this show growing evolving and thriving so you're helping us out a great service no matter how much you donate. But if you got some extra spending cash, you can go to the next level, which is for $4.99 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99 to $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You'd be option to pay with a credit card or with GPay. Now, all the money that we raise goes back into this show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed uh, Zachary Scott ramen noodles and try to get him laid. We're trying, folks. I can't get Until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! And I'm the Gator, and I'll see you later. Bye! <laughs> Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.